Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason and I'll be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. In this episode, you'll witness much chicanery, tomfoolery, ballyhoo-hoo, and if you're lucky, maybe even some skullduggery. But now I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the foreman of Fornicating Skyward, the numero uno of Rolling Numero Uno, Matthew. How are you tonight, Matthew? All right, how about yourself? Okay, we've got Ben playing Rel. How are you, Ben? I'm all right. Good to hear. Boston playing our favorite shrub, Juniper. How are you, Boston? Oh, your woohoo sound tired. Woohoo! <laughs> Clarence. Long day. Yeah. Playing the kind and generous Martel. How are you, Clarence? I'm good. Good. Natalia playing Z. How are you, Natalia? Oh, sorry. Was that not loud enough? I'm okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> I didn't hear you that second time. That was the mm-hmm. second time. Back to you, Matt. Um, well, does anybody remember what happened last time? Uh we had a nice chat with our new friend. And uh we saw shooting star. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it, Ben? Really? <laughs> uh, well, so there was, uh, we met Barnabas. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and Theron was Theron. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we so we fought some crystal things, and then uh, while we were doing that, the whole place started collapsing. So we uh, hurried up and got out of there as quickly as we could, and. Got back to the ship as quick as we could. And we explained that the core of the star was removed and it was going, the sun was going to explode and we needed to leave. And everyone was like, okay. Also, why are you carrying a god with you? What am I supposed to do with them in the med bay? Yeah. Med school didn't cover gods. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i think the best reaction to it was actually in chat when clarence says hell yeah the non-binary god is hot <laughs> <laughs> yep um, that was it so and then what, uh, what did we see we saw some more oh, yeah and some and then no no no, no. The, there was more to it the uh, sun uh was gonna explode in an hour or something yes and i think it right. ended we ended with it exploding yep i think you forgot something there uh the hyperdrive was down at the moment. Oh, oh, yeah, the oh right. still down. That's right. But there might be a solution. <laughs> Sorry, Nat, um, you cut out. What was that? Uh I said that's what Z would be bitching about. Yep. <laughs> that that's very fair. Um It's okay. When... Juniper and Baltics are working on that. Funny that yeah. you mentioned that. Um, because Wally who is where is everybody because i know 
um, Juniper is in the AI suite trying to reroute power from the AI suite to the hyperdrive system. I believe Farron and Rel are in the medical bay. We just left medical, yeah. Okay. I'm on the bridge. Um, mm hmm. Uh, Z would have looked to the captain for direction on where she should go. Um, I don't know if Martel would have had direction for Z other than just if you feel like there's a spot that you will be helpful, go there. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we did need to leave, so yeah, <laughs> quickly. I guess mm. she goes and sh tries to help Juniper and Baltics. Um, Hyperdrive. Uh, when you get to the hyperdrive, um, specifically the engine room for it, you see this massive core for it. Like, I'm not using the imagery of what they had, say, for um, the warp core in Star Trek, but it's very similar. It's not a huge, like, tubular device. It's more of, like, a large square block that when you get closer to it, you see it's noticeably warm. And you've seen these huge, like, tubes and wires connected to it. But you also see Baltics um, just, like, ripping apart things, connecting things that look like they shouldn't be connecting to this big square um, Z. But she stops trying to wipe sweat off. She turns around to see you. Is like, ah, Z, you're fast, yes? Uh, yeah, I've been known to be that way. Good. I need you to climb up those stairs. And she points up to, like, the top right. And this is, like, be right before the explosion happens. And she points up, and you see what looks like to be a huge, like, tube that's hanging off in the ceiling. Like, it looks like it might have been some sort of, like, exhaustion port that got blown off. It's like, can you bring that back to me quickly? Yes, as soon as possible. You got 30 seconds. If I can reach it, uh, she does her dashing movement and gets there and back again in like two seconds. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what I see is because it is like in a very tall spot, like you had to like use the, the ladder that was there and you would use the fastest means to get back down, right? Um. Well, she would... She would probably climb. She's not a big fan of ladders. Fair. So she'd probably be a little bit more careful on the ladder. Okay. Um, so, yeah, after a couple se seconds, um, while you were doing this, you hear, like, on a comm through, um, like, the PA in the hyperdrive room, Jormaganer's, like, Engineer Baltics, Juniper has successfully rerouted power um, from the my AI suite into the hyperdrive. Once you have your preparations ready, please initiate the hyperdrive as soon as possible. And you hear her respond that she's going as fast as she can. She sees you running. And when you hand her the tube, you start feeling a rumbling happen around the ship. Oh, no, we got to get out of here. And she looks at you. She grabs another cord or another end of the tube. She looks at you. It's like stand back, and she bashes these tubes together, and a big old like electrical discharge happens. And give me a deck save. 
21. You see this huge arc of lightning just coming off of the where Baltics attached the the two tubes. And you are able to duck just in time, but you see Baltics kind of like launch back into a wall. And at first you think she's unconscious or something like that because she's like staying there for a second, like hunched over. But she instantly gets back up, dusts herself down, and raises her goggles that she had on. And you see her face is just covered in soot. And the only thing that's not is where her goggles were covering up. Are you okay? I might need help getting to the medical ward. And you see her just, like, drop to the ground. Oh, oh, okay. Yep, nope. Apparently not okay. Uh, Is the thing fixed, at least? She's unconscious. (laughs) She's smacking your face. Uh, Juniper, is the thing fixed? What am I doing again, man? Uh, you finished rerouting power from the um, AI suite to give extra boost of power to the hyperdrive. But unfortunately, there's really no time for that because we're going back to the bridge. Um, Martel, you are seeing this huge blast of energy just coming straight to the ship like it's going faster than what you've ever seen of anything like this like you can feel the heat just coming through the shields and the ship is on on um impulse power pretty much and clearly it's not going to outrun this blast of energy that's coming off the sun that just went supernova Yolandra, can you help me amplify a spell? Before he can answer, you see a light pop up where the um, the um, pilot seat would be, and you realize that it's the same light used to activate the hyperdrive. Um, I. Uh, I don't know what Martel would do with that. Are we, is, are Juniper Z and, well, I guess Z would be taking to the, so she's not proximity. Because Z would zoom over there and try and push it, but she's mm-hmm. not there. Um, I think when uh, some crew members see you kind of like, not uh, like unsure, you see Florette, your navigations officer, just run up and push that throttle forward, basically initiating a, an emergency launch. Okay. And as usual, you see the ship emitting this electrical charge in space to create a hyperdrive gate. And it's going through it, but not fast enough because, like, halfway through into this hyperdrive gate, you feel this immense shaking of the ship when you realize that this explosion hits the ship. So actually, before that, would your Mangander have been able to answer about if he could help me amplify a spell? Um, when you asked that, he asked, oh, what spell would that be, Captain? Shield of Faith. Or protection from energy. Uh, sit on the, the Captain's seat. This will basically be what happened last time, but at least you're not going to let your mind on <laughs> out in space. <laughs> yes. And I think actually protection of from energy makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Because radiation is an energy. Yes. 
So yeah, Martel is going to cast that. All right. So when you cast that, um, when you sit down, like last time, you feel these wires connect into you. And it's very unpleasant. It doesn't hurt as much as last time because I feel like Martel would be used to it by now. Yeah, I think Martel's also just very good about tuning pain out. Mm hmm But I do need a con save from you. All right. Uh, 24. You feel this amount of energy that you know is coming from Normagander because he's basically using a little bit of his godliness to amplify your powers, as you kind of realized while doing it last time. And it's a lot. Almost to the point you feel like you're about ready to explode from this overabundance of energy. However, you're able to like just keep it from being too much. Like almost to the point where if somebody was filling up a glass of water, it's on that precipice of just about ready to spill out, but it doesn't. And you're able to handle the pain, but you're just like let out like maybe a, a small scream I'm imagining from all this pain. Um, I think Martel's not really much of a screamer, but she would definitely be like breathing purposefully. Fair, fair. Um, but you suddenly hear something like shields are shields are at two hundred percent. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> um, but you still feel like this rumbling from when this the aftershock of the supernova hits you when you enter this um, hyperdrive tunnel. And, and when you go through it, all hell breaks loose because you know, like you instinctually know since you connected to um, Normagander for that short amount of time that the ship has lost control inside this hyper tunnel. Damn it, um, Jason. I know. Um, this is when I need everybody to roll me a deck save. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and, and impose disadvantage on myself because I am preoccupied with not passing out. Yeah. I was about to say, since you're kind of like locked into that chair, like trying not to die, not die, but pass out from the pain and all these wires sticking into you. Well, I'm dead. <laughs> all right, so twelve going down. That Juniper, one cell. It kind of, it kind of makes sense. Because I, I got slightly better than the nat one. <laughs> I got a nat two. Well, with Juniper, with that nat one, it kind of makes sense because you had no way of knowing what was happening. And while you're like hovering over the computer, making sure power levels are between the AI suite and the hyperdrive um, system is staying balanced, your phone suddenly rocked from one side to the next of this room, and you go flying into a wall. I need I need a con save from you. Oh, I'm good at that. 17. You, go, you don't go unconscious, but you do take 26 bludgeoning damage from the force of the 
of the shaking of the ship. Because what happened is, um, because of the electromagnetic pulse, basically, of the sun, it wiped out the inertial, jam- uh, inertial dampeners of the ship. Ooh. How much am I taking? 26. Am I also taking 26 damage? We'll, we'll see. Um, Z, you are kind of preoccupied while trying to... I'm assuming you're taking... Politics to the... Yes. Like, you are preoccupied, um, like, trying to, like, walk, not walk them, but you're carrying them over your shoulder, trying to take them to uh, the medical bay, but since you're kind of, like, doing this stance, trying to make sure you distribute weight properly, you kind of prepare yourself for the shaking, and you stop yourself from, like, tripping all over the place and Baltics and preventing Baltics from, like, slipping off of you. Great. Uh, Theron. You're a little shaken up, like you get banged around, so you only take, like, <laughs> God, this is from my rolls, uh, one bludgeoning damage. I scraped my R. Can we trade? <laughs> I think I'm concussed. Um, well, Jason, don't forget you have evasion, so you'll take half <laughs> of that damage. Yeah, yeah, I'll evade and take half damage. Stephanie's so proud of me. I think that would be, what, still one? No, you round down. You round oh. down to zero. Oh, damn. Um, Marvel, you are kind of launched out of the chair uh, and, like, bash your knees a bit. You don't break anything, but it right. didn't feel are good. Are the wires still oh, connected to me? Do I still need to be You take one bludgeoning damage. Or... Um, the wires kind of disconnected from you, um, like, once you entered the hyperdrive. Okay. Um, tunnel, so you're safe from that. But the shields are still like overcharged. People are saying like shields at 175%. This is what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> the ones that can actually still stand, of course. Like yeah. they're being knocked around. Um oh, I actually um skipped um no, I did skip Rel. Uh Rel, you were kind of prepared for it, like you were busy at uh, in the med bay as well. And you take one point of damage from um, bludgeoning damage. So half of that for zero, like Theron? Yeah. I literally... Yeah, three ones in a row. Except for... uh, The dice do not like Boston. That was like an immediate screw Boston roll. Yeah. What damage... What dice were you rolling for this? D6s. But, oh, 1d6? Yeah, 1d6. I was depending on, I was doing degrees of success in failure. Oh, and, I see. And since Juniper didn't do so hot, she got the max failure. Ah. And um, let's see, what was the last roll? Z, you're good. That's everybody. Yep, that is everybody. So you hear... You see people like trying to hold on to dear life, uh, mortal. Uh, actually, everybody is like you see everybody just like trying to hold on with the ship, like going topsy turvy. Mortal, when you look out into the open viewport um, for you, you just see the lines coming past you of the tunnel, but you can clearly see that this ship is clearly going topsy turvy inside this tunnel. 
like 360s here and there were going in every sort of direction. Clearly not great for the ship. You even okay. start. So mm -hmm. we have entered Beyblade mode. Yes. Cool. Let her rip. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Are the sensors working? If they're not working, is this a 360 no scope? <sighs> Bruh. Bruh. Even I bred you. <laughs> You've been old what? man bred. One second. Uh oh. <laughs> Taking some psychic damage. I'm just bonking around this whole time. Take oh, that wow. much psychic damage. <laughs> 5,373 psychic damage. How good you Hey, you rolled 100 in there. Well, two hundreds and only one one. Wow. I think I just used up all my luck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Back to ones on D6s for you. Yeah. Anyway, um, you then start feeling like maybe the ship is starting to slow down a bit. Um, actually, hold on. Theron and Rill. Yeah. You're yeah. in the in the med bay still, in, specifically in the burn bay. Yeah. And okay. you start feeling the ship going topsy turvy. You see um, Doctor Tiffy's like trying to hold on, um, over actually literally putting her body over Bran so they don't like f just launch off of the bed. And you start seeing like smoke coming off of Doctor Tiffy, and you actually hear her screaming. Oh, be uh, she's burning. Yeah, yeah. Ron's gonna run over and try and like take over for her um when she sees you do this she instantly let goes and you see where her body was touching brand specifically over the midsection that whole section of her doctor's coat is charred not just like brownish spots here and there it's completely black and you see tears of pain coming off of um dr tithy's face i'm going to um Bring her over to the recycled healing goop. Um, when she gets there, she actually starts taking off the um, bits of pieces of clothing she can. Mm -hmm. And when she gets to the part that's blackened, you see she's like, it's getting to the point where it's actually still stuck on her. Mm. And when that happens, you see Tithy just like get frustrated and literally just kind of like dives into the big old tank of recycled um, healing juice. And it's like, if you don't mind, I would like some privacy. Uh, yeah, I'll just set the machine up to run and uh, that, that's good. And then I'll walk over to Ben and say, don't worry, I, I, uh, I healed the doctor. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> doctor to gods, doctor to doctors. It's just a tough, tough life. Tough life, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, do we do we need a new doctor? No, no, she'll be fine. She's just slightly singed. I mean, basically going body chest to chest to um the literal embodiment of of the sun. I'm pretty sure that would burn you. Yeah, it sounds like she's got some third degree burns there. Not just a sunburn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for you, Rill, though, you feel perfectly fine. Like, like you feel warm, but it's almost to the point like it's a small summer breeze for you. 
and you actually start feeling movement under you. And you look to see Bran, like, slowly their eyes is like, it's almost like a shit, like, when somebody's, like, trying to wake up, but they can't exactly close their open their eyes completely, like, the light might be a little too much, but you still see, like, little bits of their pupil. And it's almost like a mixture of orange or red, like, but the thing is, the pupil seems to be moving, like, it's almost like molten lava. The pupils moving mm-hmm. like lava. Well, it's like a liquid pupil, pretty much. I'm I'm not doing a very good job explaining what her, their eyes look like. The pupil is a lava lamp. Yes. Do you mean you mean like the irises? Yeah. Lava? The colored part. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get those confused too. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, it's cool as hell. Yes. <laughs> Yes, this person is literally the embodiment of it, everything that's hot. The sun, fire. Say. <laughs> oh, oh, no. What have I done? I'm uh, so sad that Martel's not in the mood for flirting right now. Anyways, continue. <laughs> continue. Um, anyway, uh, you hear a small thank you from Brand. Is like, I believe I can stand now. Well, if you would release me. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yep. No, he kind of like steps back. Weakly, not weakly, but like shakingly coming off of the bed. And when they're actually standing, you realize right away that you didn't realize how tall they were. Because they were crumpled up on the ground and you were carrying them. But this person's probably around six six ten to seven feet tall. Mm. Heads almost touching the, the ceiling of the of the of the room. And it's like it appears your ship is not in the best of conditions. Am I assuming correctly? Like you see them they're trying their best to like hold on. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but, uh, there was, the sun exploded. As soon as you say that, uh, you see, um, Bran's face kind of crumple. And it's like, yes, another machination of Barnabas. He will pay for that. You actually might know our ship, Bran. Ah, yes. I do feel the presence of Jormungandr could use a lot of help taking it to a lot of places that have been sort of terrible. So if there's anything you can do, I will need to speak with him. Please lead him. Please lead me to him. Uh, I think you can just say Jormungandr out loud. (laughs) I do not mean his, I do not need to hear his voice. I need to see his soul. And that's in where he is housed. Jormungandr. Uh, I'll speak out loud. <laughs> yes, Farron, I'm kind of busy right now. Bran would like to know where your soul is housed. Bran's awake. Uh, kind of busy right now. Just take him to my AI suite. I'm trying to keep the ship from falling apart. Yes, sir. 
And uh, please, this way, Brand. And they give you like a little nod and follow you. And even after uh, following you, they have to go like not like duck down and go through the door because it's not exactly made for somebody that tall. And you're still like trying to hold on and like it's starting to be a little bit easier, but you're still feeling moments where you like have to like hold still to keep yourself from falling to the ground. But while that's happening, Martel, you start feeling like I said earlier, the ship is starting to slow down a bit or like not spin around as much. Um, but you hear Roman Gander like yell through the PA like he actually sounds stressed. He's like, Captain, I need you to immediately go to the console for the pilots. I need to do an emergency um, exit of the hyperdrive, but I need somebody for manual controls. See? Oh. It's already there. After dropping off Baltics? No. Yeah, I would have. Um, okay. I was going to um, say, I, I, I think that I didn't know if we'd done the whole medical bay scene already. Sorry. And we were back. Fair. Um, give me a dexterity check. Not say but check. I want to see how fast you can run. Uh, I'll match your little legs. Take you. 23 and not 20. Pretty damn fast is the answer. Pretty damn fast. <laughs> Get it? It's a nat 20? Hey. <laughs> it's actually to the point where this is the fastest you ever ran. And people are, when they're walking, it feels like you're they're standing still when you run past them. And oh. everybody everybody else is seeing like just a little blur at waist height. And um. when you enter... The 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 bridge. You are like out of breath. <laughs> Is it very position for uh, for manual controls? What do I need to do? <sighs> that was a long. That was ha ha. I need a minute. <laughs> All right. I'm what a, do I do? We do not have a minute, tiny one. I need you to sit on the manual controls now. Uh yeah. I was uh and yeah. I'm already there. She's plopped in the chair. He's uh, giving you some instructions, like what commands to put in and all that. And as soon as he finishes giving you those commands, he says, I need you to pull back the throttle for the hyperdrive now. Uh, got it. As soon as you do that, you feel like a ton of G-forces just smack you into your chest. Everybody's feeling this because... What happened is the hyperdrive tunnel literally just collapsed around you and you're still in a in a spin out of control in space, but it's a lot worse. It almost feels like using an earth term, you're going you're pulling nine G's in Jormungandr. Which for Jormungandr, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of this. Please use the com please try to steer the ship as best you can. And I'm not even using his voice. Damn. Um, but for people who don't know what nine G's means, that means about 2000 pounds on your body. Well, that's uncomfortable right there, isn't it? Mm hmm. When your brother used to sit on you. <laughs> I didn't have one of those. Well, if you imagine a 2000 pound brother sitting on you. 
damn, let's like to have a brother. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, when you make that roll and you're trying to steer the ship, you instantly see at the corner of your eye looking at the um, the viewport, there is a planet and you're heading straight for it. Ah, planet incoming! And... Ow. Um, anyway, you see through the viewport, like, while you're trying to, like, control the ship, you're doing basically a accelerated re-entry of the planet. Um, you feel the ship is buckling under you. You actually start hearing... Metal screeching? Cool. Like, has anybody ever watched like a movie that has a submarine and they're like going down depths? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the sound you're hearing. Gross. Um, and Martel will ask, is there anything that I can do to help with, with like spells? Is there any healing that will help? I, I don't know what... <sighs> I need you to let out a an emergency stress um not an emergency call telling everybody to brace for impact. Done. Oh, no. And Marvel just hits the button and goes, Brace for impact, emergency, brace for impact. And you hear this is when like the normal lights turn off and everything's going red lights. And you hear a loud klaxon going. And you see people like hovering, like hovering over their um, their consoles, like holding on for dear life. You even see like emergency like pull bars coming out. You even see straps here, like trying to like lock themselves into place. And you instantly feel the ship make an impact on this planet. And I was about ready to ask for Z to make another vehicle proficiency check. I'm psychic like that. Yeah. <laughs> 17. You are jarred by you landing on this planet, but you're still able to like wave your hands over the console, turning off. You almost instinctively turned on the landing gear. And you, at the last minute, you realize that would make things worse because you might have the legs like, protruding while you're sliding on this planet and maybe possibly causing the ship to flip. And you uh -huh. don't. You do it. You stop yourself from doing it. Yay! And you see there's actually it looks like to be a very large ice mountain in front of you. And you are able to turn on one of the impulse um, thrusters on one side of the ship. So it actually like pushes the ship to one side. So it actually misses the, the mountain just by a hair's breadth. Oh, that was a close one. But you still have momentum, especially since you have the thrusters on now. And as soon as that's over, uh, you see them instantly shut off because Jormagander just like took over the system. And he says, uh, what was he, what I was going to say? You hear Jormungandr yell, um, Z, I need you to actually, t um, activate the landing gear now. Oh. We, need, we need something to anchor down. 
done and done. As soon as you do, you start feeling like the ship is like going up and down, up and down, like a really bad landing's happening. <laughs> but this is actually from like the ship dragging into the ground. And there's a reason why he asked you to do that. If you look ahead, there's a, a ravine ahead of you. Not a ravine, uh -oh. but a very, very big cliff. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. All the way to the edge. Thankfully, with your vehicle proficiency, you do it early enough to where not even the tip of the ship is, like, breaching over the cliff. Oh, perfect landing. You say that when there's like when there's when you look back, you see people are like like some have like fallen over the consoles, groaning in pain. You see like parts of the pa like of panels like just fell to the ground. You see electrical sparks here and there. I think she'd do that whole puff out the cheeks whistle thing where she just turns back to the console screen. So, yeah, congratulations, guys. You just survived a ship coming out of hyperdrive going 9 Gs onto a planet. Whee! Yay! We're going to keep moving Bran towards the AI suite. Well, I think... I mean, you know, I think we probably had to, like, stand up again and... Yeah, you... Yeah, like, you fell. Like, there was no way to save from this kind of landing that you actually fell onto the ground. You see Brands like trying to get back up and kind of like using their hands with the wall, trying to look looks like stop like climbing themselves back up um through the wall. Not through the wall, but with the wall assisting them. Uh, and I will, I will say that the moment that we have landed and are no longer moving in the private crew channel, Martel's immediately just like, is everyone okay? Juniper, you're hurt bad. Um, nothing's broken, at least that you can feel. I don't know how much I can save myself after the first fall, though. <laughs> uh, well, you haven't taken any serious damage. Like, you might have, like, scraped a knee or something like that. No, I'm kind of assuming that, like, Brand landed on top of me, though, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, Rel will just kind of respond. Yeah, I'm fine. Mostly. Theron, you basically received no damage. Laying around, guys. We gotta get one god to the other god. It's like a god reunion here. Um, Z, you've been strapped to the pilot seat the whole pro whole time, so you basically received no damage. Yep. Yep. Martin, I think with Marl, I think with you, you're just exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's your uh, status report if anybody wants to roleplay that. I just think you hear feeble groaning in the background. I just reach down to pick up Brand and then decide better and then help Rel up off of Brand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get off your god, Rel. <laughs> uh, you, you see Brand like like holding on to the wall, basically, like just leaning against it. It's like, uh, I really hope you don't do this very often. Uh, 
No, no. Well, no. First time for me. I was a bit worried there because I may be staying with you on the ship for a while now to help because I might need your assistance after helping your Megander. And you could just see they're just like exhausted. And um, I'm assuming you're just following them or you're leading them to. Yeah, uh... yeah I'm leading to the AI suite. Yep. Well, when you get there, you see uh, Juniper just sprawled all over the place. Why is everybody laying around? Juniper, get up. Uh, you see some blood coming off her head. Stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over and check on Juniper. I thought, yeah, I was going to be like, I thought you were a doctor. Yeah, I, I am. I have healing word. <laughs> I am. I just get tired of it. They don't ever pay me. I go over. What's wrong with your head? I'm just laying on the floor, just like, uh-huh. You're broken. That's, and that's when you see Bran say, I believe she is not the only one that's broken. And she points, and you see the very large device that houses Yormagander's soul. Mm -hmm. There's, like, lots of sparks coming off of it. You see pieces of metal sticking into the machinery. And you also... Get, somebody give me a perception check. That's my job. Although Rel's been beating me lately. Uh, only an 18. I can't okay. beat you now. Let, no, you can't. But let's see how bad it is. Just 21 again. God, I've been rolling like poopy. Yeah, mm, seriously. Right, 21 is poopy, huh? That's the lowest you can get. It is the lowest I can get with reliable talent. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you both instantly feel a small chill coming into the room. Not like from seeing the machinery being broken and busted up like it is, but literal cold. And you look off to the side, and you see like off the ceiling, snow is coming into the ship. From the outside? From the outside. There's a huge, huge crack along the side of the ship. Can you fix this, Bran? Uh, I'm sorry, I cannot. I am not a, an expert of machinery. I am the wrong god for that. Then why did you need us to bring you here? They wanted to see Norman Gander? Real, you see um, Brand nod is like, in this case, I may have to save his soul. And you see like a, a small um, since uh, basically the AI suite's been disconnected to the hyperdrive system, the AI suite starts acting, um, starts uh, booting back up, and you see a small chippy Yormagander on the on the main display, he clearly cannot like turn on use his full um body um hologram. And he's just laying on the ground and it looks like one of his wings is twisted, one of his arms is beaten up and his scales aren't as shiny as what they used to be. And you see him just like weakly raising up and 
you three just see basically a broken and shattered Yormagander. He's like, I, I believe major systems have gone critical. I am in need of assistance. And you just see um, Yormagander's uh, body just kind of digitize again. Like, they can't keep the, the hologram up. Uh, Rel, like, runs over to Juniper. Like, J- J- Juniper, uh, are you okay? Can you can you help? Sorry, Boston, I didn't hear you. So can I have help up? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, here. I'll help Juniper up. And when you get up, Juniper, you see the state of the the actual console that houses Gormagander's soul, and it's it's busted up pretty badly. And she just kind of like rummages this through her bag, and she's like, "Atlas, I I need you right now." Well, he's still connected. He's still inside your nid, and it's like, if you can. Try to connect me into a nid port. I might be able to assist his AI. And she she just walks over and she sits her nid and starts to connect it to the computer. Not really mentioning or trying to relay to Ben. Oh why oh wait, by the way, Atlas is back. <laughs> <laughs> and you are seeing like huge lines of code and you've seen this line of code before because you helped him earlier um, throughout the seasons. Uh, basically, especially when Amethyst did what he did to him. And this is almost just as bad or even worse because it's almost like it's been corrupted because of damage from the outside. And he's not dying per se but i guess i guess the best way to explain it is like if this was a human body you see several bones are broken some organs have ruptured and he literally needs to be on life support well, it's a good thing we have theron here he's a doctor he understands that <laughs> that's right <clears throat> i need to like roll a computer check or anything yep uh have i used my once per day advantage Yep. Well, dang. Uh, get a second, because Chrome is being wonky and not wanting to load. Mm-hmm. Mm, computer. 11. Um, You see, like, the majority of the, of the file that is Jormungandr is relatively fine, but the parts that kind of, like, cause that allow his personality to flourish and all that that keep, lets him stay Yormagander is pretty banged up and you feel like you might have to trim some of this code to save Yormagander and I convey with Atlas on if I could do anything further Um, he like helps you with it and he kind of brings up that I'm afraid, Juniper, if you do what needs to be done, there's a chance that the Yormagander you know will be gone. And there's nothing else I can do? 
Not unless you have a spare AI suite hanging around the ship. Unfortunately not. If if the engineer Baltics was around in conscious, they we might be able to do something, but... I mean, I have another techie person that might be able to help us. And that would be? Lelia. She might be able to help you. I'm gonna see what I can do, and I'm going to pull out my nid and call Lelia. Um, when you get a call, uh, when you finally reach her, it's like, Juniper, uh, what's wrong? Are you, are you okay? I uh, her first. Yes, uh, luckily I was able to strap in in time when, um, Norman Gainer let out the alarm. I, I, I need your help. What's wrong? Uh, Gormagander's in danger if I don't do anything, but I don't want to trim his code down, or we might never have the same Gormagander ever again. I see. Um, you see her, like, think about it, like, let me get my nid, and I'll try to get there as soon as possible. Try to dim the, the packet loss as much as possible. Okay. And that's it what I will do. Okay. Have to roll. <laughs> um, do you uh, relay any of this to anybody, or are you just like just having this conversation with Atlas and Lilia? I think I'm just more focused on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you wait a bit. It it's almost to the point of like it's almost being torture for how long you're waiting. It's like you understand that Lilia's still is mostly recovered, but still maybe having trouble walking on her own um, outside of her wheelchair, but she's there, but you feel like she could have been there faster, but that might be just because of the situation. And when you see her, she's like kind of like awkwardly walking around. Brand is like, uh, hello. And Brand's actually looking at her oddly is like, hello. Um, do you think you can help her? Uh, help Yormagander? And Lilia just like uh nods is like, I will do my best. And uh you see Lilia come up to you, it's like, alright, show me what you got. And I'll pull out the data and Hmm. This is looking pretty bad. Um have you tried rebooting parts of the of the of the system? See, maybe that will possibly bring back any like old files that would realign and possibly recover the the data. I've been too scared to try anything. All right, uh, let's try this. Uh, you take care of this block of code. I'll try to help with this. Let's try rebooting the system and see if that will help. Okay. And I just need a computer check from you. 17. Um, you successfully saved the code on your side. And you see Lilia's trying her best. and But it seems like things are like slipping through her fingers figuratively while she's working on the code. Uh, give me 
a uh, perception check. Nine. Um, she looks like she's trying her best, but um, outside of that, it's just like it might be a little too much. It's like this is falling apart. I can't keep it up. It's almost cascading. Are you okay? This data is damaged, Juniper. He's like, there's not much I can do. Um, let me try something. And you see her type on something very slowly, like almost carefully. And let's see. You see her put in what looks like to be a new line of code and press enter. And then slowly this line of code seems to be like copying itself into each line of code that's damaged and it's replacing it like almost like a bandage and it's like I think I got it I think your is going to be alright but it's not going to it's going to be a while before he can be operational again he has to heal fine as long as he can still be himself. Then I think Marta will be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of that, um, Martel, you are seeing people like come to or like climb back up to their consoles, like wiping debris off and like trying to see what's working and what's not. And you see. Lorette coming to you is like, uh, Captain, we finished damage reports. Okay. How are things looking? Well, we have a lot of injured, but nobody's dead. Thank God. Is there anyone in critical condition? Um, some people are unconscious. Uh, it looks like Baltics has suffered from electrical burns and is unconscious. But they're going to be fine. Uh, Dr. Tithy is suffering from third degree burns. I don't know how. Uh, other than that, maybe some goose eggs here and there, but no broken bones. Oh. Eh, no, wait, somebody did break an arm, but I think they said that it was because they were trying to catch their beer. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't need to use my healing anywhere. Uh, probably not. Uh, Dr. Tiffy might call you if she needs assistance. Okay. Um. We also have another issue uh, for damage reports. Part of the hull has been damaged beyond repair, at least at this moment. There's yeah. a huge hole in the ship, snow, and cold air is coming in, and environmental safe, uh, safety systems have been shut down because of it. Okay, so that is something we need to get fixed quickly. Yes, uh... I already uh, messaged some engineers to see what they can do. Um, Z, you say you're trying to figure out where you're at. Yeah, Z would be typing away at the console, looking at the surrounding landscapes, trying to figure out where we might have landed. Uh, give me a astrometrics check. If you don't have that, uh, give me a wisdom check. Thirteen. Um, thanks to um, some of the navigation crew that's helping you out with this, uh, because this was a very easy check. Um, 
based off where you're at compared to the sun, you think you're on a planet that is called Chicago. Uh, Captain, I believe we may have landed on a planet named Chicago. This is a, what are the stats? Uh, that is a good question. Let me try to find them. Where the hell is it? Okay, where this is what happens when you have way too many planets. <laughs> see. Um it is a what is referred to as an E4. Um you know instantly that is it's very dangerous and it's basically uninhabitable. Um, basically, no colonizations allowed on here. You can kind of tell because you're starting to feel very cold because they you did hear over here that the environmental systems are down, so no heat and you're already feeling cold. You're also feeling kind of heavy because four means it is four times heavier than standard gravity. Uh, Captain, uh, it's a pretty cold planet with a heavier density on the gravity pole. So, uh, yeah, the cold and cold and hard to tra track. We might need a rest before we try to venture out. All right. Uh, so immediate action is get the hull breach sealed, get environments back online. There, uh, Jason, we had this discussion. There is no duct tape or spuck tape in our great game. There is it no is... spuck tape, but there is duct tape. Yes. Okay, got it. There are still ducts in spaceships. Mm hmm Yes, but it's so revered, it doesn't have the SP in front of it. it oh, actually... I see. Yes, duct we use the actual... Like, duct tape is like a god. Yes. <laughs> I so think in I... all realities, it's called duct tape. Yes. yes. Got it. I believe it's actually war it is literally worshipped in under some circumstances. Like I believe <laughs> there might be like a warlock of duct tape if you look closely. His enemy, the warlock of WD forty. There's actually a cult revolving around duct tape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh can I speak to Brand for a second? Yeah. I don't mean to be irreverent well at least not right now um but what are you capable of in this situation what can you do i'm asking you for help and i don't know if you're capable of helping you you kind of feel brands just looking straight into you like into your soul yeah uh you kind of felt this before when you talked to um nathan yeah, yep. And kind of gotten used to it. It's like, hmm. So you're one of his, I see. Sure. Well, I could try to heal his soul. Like, it seems like your two um, computer personnel here can save the physical. I'm going to see if I can 
try to save this, his soul. Um, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of damage. The Jannari certainly have seen to that. But you can't help anything physical like fix the ship, heal people. That's what I want to know. I could heal them by carterizing their wounds if that's what you want me to. No. You're not that kind of god is what I'm asking. No. Okay, then I will leave you alone and consider you a person who can just do really bright burning things. Is that about right? <laughs> you see them smirk at you. He's like, that is very fair. Good. I'm sorry if I sounded at all disrespectful or ignorant. I don't mean to be, but I point to my body and just kind of shrug. I forgive you. There is nothing to there is nothing to ask forgiveness of. I understand in this situation a god of passion and a fire may not be the most of you the most useful. <laughs> well, that now that I know what kind of god you are, that makes a lot more sense. Uh -huh. so do what you can for your Mangander. We would be very appreciative. Mm -hmm. And I'll go over to Lelia real quick and Juniper and put my arms around both of them and say Hell of a job. Um, you see Lilia's just like tired. Um, it's like, yeah, it, it was touch and go from the, for there for a second. Um, you actually see Bran like walk past you and put their hand on the console where the hologram of Gormagander is and they touch it and you kind of see parts of Yormagander trying to um, emit itself. You see his head, you see part of the body. It's almost like some of his legs are trying to stabilize, but all you see is like an outline with it's almost like those CAD systems you see where it's just line graphs but not like texture. And you see Brand smile a bit. It's like it is good to see you again, old friend. And Jormungandr just looks up is like, at least I'm not alone again. And that's where we're ending the episode tonight, folks. Aww. That's well, a that's sweet it. moment. For this week's adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Celestial Expanse. And you can find us on Instagram at Sea Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. We also have a Discord server, which will be shown in the show notes. Also, you, the listener, can help us by giving us a like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore Industries. Matt, any news and where can the people find you? Um, they can find me on RP underscore G Gamer. Um... As for news, you can talk about the podcast using the Celestial Cast um, hashtag, which we use to take any name suggestions you have for NPCs or just want to talk about the podcast, like uh, Katie from Sail the Plains did today, um, talking about how warm, how the warm and safe feeling from the from Brand's gym does for everybody, especially if it feels like a sledgehammer sometimes. <laughs> Natalia, any news from the art department? Where can the people find you? No news this week, and the people can find me on Instagram at London's underscore studio and on Twitter at Indie Portfolios. This is the letter N and the letter D. Ben. 
You can follow me on Twitter at the Void Man. The O is a zero. Boston. You can find me at Hidden Grotto, capital H, capital G. The O's are zeros. Clarence. I'm at Werewolf, W A E R W O L V. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream. Hey. <laughs>